they'd imagine when Alphabet takes over um, the entire medical industry and we actually go to Google Docs for our healthcare. Bruh. It's too real. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I hate that. God. Uh. Hey, not not dying is included in your Amazon Prime subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So there, there's an interesting aspect of that new game coming out, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, yeah, yeah. Where there's a there's like a subplot about like characters having like different types of health insurance, and one of those versions of health insurance is like a a literal militia that comes to like rescue you from a situation. Oh, that's pretty fun, actually. Yeah, I really like pretty that. cool, right? Uh, yeah, no, that's that's an interesting like yeah. concept to put into a video game. Yeah, life insurance, huh? I like that a Cyberpunk, lot. Cyberpunk, okay. dude. I mean, we already live in like the most dystopic future, you know. But like, like it, dude, in twenty we couldn't years, have made the shit up. Like, it's crazy. It's absolutely like, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, we yeah, like we do have like a present Kaman show at this point, and it's fucking goofy. Um, yeah, we got to take the power away from Big Bazinga. <laughs> And reinvest yeah, right. in small bazinga. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, small artisanal local bazinga. <laughs> Truly, uh, that, uh, that's what we local are. Really, bazinga producers are being crushed by by these massive corporations. Like Bernie has talked about this at length. At length. Uh, uh, at all, really. B- bazinga Sanders, uh, <laughs> as I call him. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bazinga Bernie bro. Bernie is short for bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> Bazinga Sanders is his full name. Yeah. Really, really. Mm. All right, are you ready to get the show on the road? Yeah, sure. Hey, I'm Spencer, and I'm Britt. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 283 albums in his Pike series, and we're gonna listen to them three at a time. This is Getting Head, a, a Bucket, Bucket Cast. cast. So hit me, hit me with what's new, what you got. Oh, what's what life? is new? What's what, what going on? What is love? On? Baby, don't hurt me. Tell. Don't hurt me no more. No. Yeah. Um, I've been hurt a lot. Uh, anyways, what, what you got going on? Jeez, <laughs> uh, gosh, gosh, golly, I don't really know, man. Um, I've just been hanging out with my wanging out. Um, as one does. Yes. I mean, as is protocol. Really, really I mean, you know? yeah, that's that's what I was taught in kindergarten, and I'm a. I'm yeah, keep, I'm gonna keep yeah. doing it until the police catch me. I, I, <laughs> I was also taught to rock out with my cock yes. out exclusively. Yes, um, that that was that so was that, another thing I learned in kindergarten. It was like I think that was yeah. on the look both ways before you cross day was the Not rock sure. out with your cock out. Um, uh, why did the chicken cross the road? Was that? Uh, I, I don't have an end to that joke. Yeah. I thought I did. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, okay, yeah. So you've been hanging out. You've been kicking it. But what have you been actually doing? I've actually been literally kicking it. I've just been finding things to kick lately. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. You know, it's, I, I got all those shoes that we've talked about in previous episodes. Yeah, 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 and totally. so, like... You know, I'm just testing out. I've seen how they all walk and run and everything, and now I'm like getting a good flavor for all the kicks. 
Like, are you actually kicking objects or are you just kicking the air? Um, yeah, God, it depends. So, actually, I've been kicking a lot of, um, a lot of roadways lately. Um, I what? actually recently uh, got my kicks on Route 66. I hate you <laughs> so much. <laughs> Fuck that joke. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I do kick sometimes at work, like if I'm well, just like vibing, little, you know, like I a Beavis and Butthead type. Like, yeah, exactly, just yeah. like that. Yeah, it kicks just like you know. Speaking of Beavis and Butthead, that's what's mm -hmm. up with me. I watched uh, Beavis and Butthead do America recently. Oh, that's a, that's time, a fun movie for the first that's time. That's a in good a long movie. Like, yeah. And like, it's a great film. Like, it, mm -hmm. it holds up so well. Like, the jokes yeah. are so good, and the pacing is just perfect. Mm -hmm. Like it, that is one of the most perfectly paced films I've ever seen. It's no, that's... so like all of the all of the jokes are on point. Like the story mm -hmm. moves at a really fast clip. Like it's all really fun. They that is the most masterful job of extending like a five minute skit into a feature length film I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, it's uh, actually you know you know what else is a great fucking job of doing exactly that. Mm -hmm. Office Space. Oh yes. Oh, Office Space absolutely. started with a, a like a three minute sketch about uh, Milton that was mm -hmm. animated, yeah. and like Mike Judge is like, I think there's more here, and there was so much more. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, yeah, we listened to some albums. I did. We we did, but before that, I think we're forgetting something. Oh, is it? Is it what I think it is? I think I gotta hit you with a bucket fact. Bucket fact. Bucket fact. Bucket Thanks, dude. I'm stoked. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so today's bucket fact. Um, in 1993, Buckethead tried out for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> wow. Okay. But he was turned down in favor of Eric Marshall, the former guitarist of Tone Loke, Whoa. the former of Funky Cold Medina. I know Tone Loke. Which we talked about on uh, episode two. Wow, a throwback. Yeah. Um, but uh, Eric Marshall didn't last long. He was soon replaced by uh, Dave Navarro, who made uh, oh, wow. just uh, one. I, I didn't even know Dave Navarro was in. Russia. Yeah, he was. I mean, that's kind of how he became famous, that and like being associated with like Carmen Electra, and, like, uh, Bad Boy Records and P. Diddy and whatever. But. Um... Okay, I, I gotta. Okay, uh, an aside yeah, yeah. for a second. I have never, I've only ever met one person in my entire life who likes Jane's Addiction. I don't I never, get it. Ever. I don't get it. Perry yeah, I know. Farrell I don't has, is annoying as fuck, right? Oh, okay. So that's not why I don't get it. I don't get it because, like, they were ostensibly a popular band. In Super the 90s, popular. But I know absolutely no people who so, like that band, except for so, one person. So you know, you know what Jane's Addiction is? Is they are the Boomtown Rats of the 90s. So, you know, Boomtown Rats, okay. right? Um, uh, fronted uh -huh. by Bob Geldof, who, like, put together Live Aid, right? They only had one yeah. hit ever, really. Maybe two in the UK, but, like, they were not really a big band. The reason... What was the song? I don't remember I, I don't song. like Mondays. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. It's actually about someone who, like, shot a lot of people. So, Garfield... Normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. So, uh, by the way, can we talk about normal for a second? Garfield and their relationship and the fact that normal is a boy 
and it's obvious like Garfield wants to prey on him. Yeah, I thought Normal was not a boy. Is Normal's a boy? Norm- Normal's a boy. Normal's Normal- a they them. No, Normal seems like a girl, but it very sp- explicitly says Normal's a boy in the comic a couple times. Do you think yeah. they have like a like a like a daddy dom sort of thing going on? Well, that's the thing. I think Garfield wants that, yeah. but but Normal is totally not into it. Normal totally ignores Garfield, uh-huh. and I think that's the like the the real like genesis of their conflict because they're like always at odds garfield hates normal but really what it is is garfield just wants to dick that down yeah he does he wants to take his big sloppy furry orange dick and just wax that bitch up what what doesn't garfield want to dick down really now, this is what I think about when I masturbate, all right? So, um, I've got... Can I bring up my notes here? One yeah, sec. oh, please, uh, please. <laughs> so, yeah, we listened to uh, three more albums. That's three true. Three more Pikes. Uh, Pikes. Uh, 10, 11, and 12. That's correct, yeah. yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's start with number 10, The Silent Picture Book from September 20th, 2012. 2012, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Silent Picture Book. Uh, okay. This one, was, uh, this one was okay. This was like a prog light album. It's almost a prog album. Almost. Yeah, no, it, was, it was very, I, I'd say pretty diverse. Like there was uh, yeah, a lot going like on here. I think it's one of here. the most diverse so far mm-hmm. honestly right um a lot of a lot of different styles there um yeah i thought that blind cyclops was a fun track that's one of the early tracks i think it's like track two or three yeah um, yeah there was, was a lot of uh, rhythmic layering in that one yeah yeah and it was it's pretty cool tasteful guitar playing mm-hmm. um and then there was the flea market which was a fun song that was the happiest song i think i've heard from bucket that Hill. was my favorite song on here it was like super um the only way I can just like the the production was different and the tones were super well, different. I mean, there, like, there's like acoustic guitar backing to it, so like that. Definitely yeah, yeah, helped. and so and so yeah, that along with like the guitar tone made it sound like super nineties. Oh yeah, for like, sure. It sounded like jangly and melodic. It reminded me a lot of like um maybe like the gin blossoms sure. or the wallflowers. Yeah. Like like Even those kind of. Let's throw them in Kinda, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see that. That one was fun. I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we got some pretty uh, we got some pretty tasteful guitar playing through this one. Uh, the yeah. fuzz pedal makes a brief appearance. Um, it did. It did. I, I, did I noticed that. that. I, um, I think I'm just gonna call it, draw attention to that because it's such an unusual thing for him that like. I don't think it's when gonna it be up. in the future here. So like every, because if you decide to like call that out every time, if he just does it on every album, it's gonna get like well, Spencer shut up about the what? fuzz pedal. I'm never <laughs> gonna fucking shut up about the fuzz pedal, and you can come at like, me, bro. Uh, <laughs> that's that's fine. In that case, I'm just gonna talk about the the like the stutter effect every oh. time he uses it, or his kill switch every time he starts okay. fucking around All with right. that. All right. All right. I actually, I actually have already. Like, I fucking so, hate that kill switch so I'm, much. I'm here for it. It's, it's all right. Whatever. Um, it's 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 so, so overdone. There's a song on the album. I think it's the last song, or maybe the second to last mm-hmm. song. It's called Rope Light. And uh, that's 
uh, the third to last song. Yeah, third to last song. Okay, um, mm-hmm. it's a fun song. I yeah. liked it. I think it was probably the song I liked the most on this album. And it's Rope another Light, very that, long solo, though. It's, it's gotta, a long that's, solo. That song's got to be about Shibari, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. anytime somebody's mentioning rope, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, you're a weirdo. You got that rope, <laughs> doing that rope stuff. Do do not I, at me, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know it'd be yeah. like that. Mm. it'd be like that what what is what is life as a 30 something if you ain't got a couple spools of rope i mean i don't know straight up right like i just yeah like over the past i've i've invested in a lot of rope and like restraints and stuff yeah actually um, same we should cut this out (laughs) it's just um i'm so lonely and i don't want him to escape anymore (laughs) (laughs) nice nice um so yeah, this one was fun. It was it was diverse. Um, mm-hmm. So one thing I really noticed on this album is it it uh, introduced an entirely new element and influenced the music that was super trip hoppy. Okay. Like he. Um, yeah. Okay, I could see that. On this album, he he uses a lot of like very sparse drum beats and a lot of bass as rhythm. Sure. Like 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 bass synths going like do 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 do. Oh yeah, there was more like arpeggiated kind of like synth stuff on this one. Like definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like 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 in yeah, actually using the bass and like a melodic tool as a rhythmic tool. He did that a lot more on this album than he has on anything before this, which I really liked. Like I I definitely noticed that like although this album's very diverse, uh, it's definitely pretty yeah. metal and also very trip hop. A lot happens. Um, I felt like any song on this album could be used as the background music for a boner pill commercial. Just about, except for, uh, there was one super melodic song, uh, the pentultimate song, uh, flashes, uh, uh-huh. was like super clean and only like a minute long. Um, right, right, right. I remember that one. Yeah. 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 Everything else though. A hundred percent. Yeah. Just boner pill vibes, you know, but I like that. I like the boner pill vibes. It's okay. Yeah. Gas station boner pill or like a blue chew commercial? Ah, like the blue stuff. Yeah. The blue chew, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, which I mean, it, it it's only a matter of time before they become our sponsor. They're like, <laughs> they're they're the only company that would like sponsor anything as filthy and worthless as us. We are worthless. Um, that is, for we, sure. uh, we we are I, adding nothing to culture. <laughs> No, truly. I need you to realize that. Like, no, no, we're we're gonna be doing like a hundred podcasts about nothing. Yeah, we're gonna be like five five seasons of Seinfeld about Buckethead. (laughs) I would watch that. Kind of into it. No, I've thought about this a lot because, like, presumably at some point, I'm gonna need to like tell people I do this, (laughs) and then I'm like, wait. What? I mean, Why? I've, like, I've, I've, I've actually been telling people about this lately, and they're like, uh, the the most common reaction I get is, huh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I like to think that I can say interesting things, but I honestly don't know if that's true. <laughs> can I just tell you it's not? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that, that helps a lot. <laughs> thanks.
sure. Mm -hmm. I'm still very sparse with emojis. I'm not. Like, I love emojis. Emojis I, are great. I do like them. So, like, let me let me show you the, the emojis I use the most. Yeah, the yeah. I... Give me give me, give me your top. Actually, just name name your top six emojis. Let's do that. That actually be okay. a fun game right All now. All right. So mine are laughing mm -hmm. face emoji with tears. The, the crying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. mine's the like. I use that the, one quite a bit. Mine's the oh. level one, not the angled one. I don't like the angled one. I don't like the angled one either, unless I, I'm using it in context of like I'm laughing so hard sarcastically because yes. it, yes. it, the only time I use it is when like that's really funny, quote unquote. Uh, um. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then second is like the heart eyes emoji. Okay. I use that one. You know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sometimes that's, that's good. That's good for like you like, know sexting or if or if or like, like honestly, just if somebody like posts something on the internet that I think is cool, like that's or like a, good a cute one. cat. Yeah, I use that for cats a lot. Yeah, you know, there's like, a lot of uses for that. Mm -hmm. you know. Then I use the like smirking emoji where it's like uh, upturned oh, yeah, the, mouth on uh, one side. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Smirking about something, and then it's the uh, the like. Face is smiling and there are hearts around it. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah, for okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel so loved. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, and then that's, that's a wholesome one. There's yeah. the Shaka, of course. Oh, the, yeah. And, the, oh, yeah. Hang loose, bro. Uh huh. And then the Black Heart. Yeah, okay. So, Black Heart is my number one. Yeah. I uh, use that one for everything. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a so soft goth. Mm -hmm. So, I, I Black Heart lots of things. Yeah. Uh, lots of things are black heart worthy in my life. Black um, black heart craft. Black heart craft. Uh, wait, no, black 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 heart cult. Black black heart craft cult. Yeah, they, I there don't. You go. Yeah, <laughs> dolls kill. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> dolls kill with a penis. <laughs> Spicy. Uh, my number two is the laughing with the crying. My number three is the that's so hot thing the one with the like the red face that's panting oh yeah like, yeah yeah damn. okay with the, the tongue hanging yeah. out yeah mm -hmm. that's critical yep. uh my number four is big frown what big What's frown that? i don't know the big oh. frown there's two there's one frown where it's just like half the mouse like eh, and then there's a big frown it's just like i'm unhappy about that <laughs> okay yeah and i, I use that one a lot because wait are you talking about like, red face frown no, no, just just regular frown, big frown. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then then uh, number five, which I actually thought was gonna be like my number one or two, is the the smiley with red cheeks, like the oh yeah oh that's so sweet oh these yeah. I want a lot I like it mm -hmm. and then number six is a uh, saucy devil. Oh, like the, that the purple saucy, devil? saucy purple devil. Purple. Yeah, being uh huh. We're gonna, we're gonna do a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Yo, all these homies acting like they on the fence. The argument has no pretense. My disbelief is in suspense. The low-rent philosophy has no effect on me, and I don't see how I can rebuke these claims. They insane like a clown posse, like Freddy, you can't stop me. Now from getting fucking hot like August in Atlanta, when I'm up and turn yellow, just like a banana. I'm behind them trees like that General Sherman. Whip out my peewee suckers, just like Herman. I'm like, bring out the girl. 
girls, what? bring out the boys, what? bring out the drugs, and bring out the toys. Cause with all the smoke we're poppin', all the shrooms and dabs we're poppin', yo, it's getting pussy poppin', and our bodies never stoppin'. So come on, girls and dudes, don't be prudes, get this body poppin', and bring us some lube. So uh, the second album we listened to was Hike Number Eleven, Forgotten Library. This one was released uh, the day after my twenty um, fifth birthday. Wow, April 9th, twenty thirteen. What did Buckethead release an album on your birthday? No, April 8th? not oh, not yeah. not yet, not yet, not yet. I'm sure I'm sure he did at some point. <laughs> I wonder if he released now on my birthday. I'm gonna have to look at that. He um, he he did actually. He oh. definitely released one on New Year's Eve one year. Yep. I'm not. I'm, oh no 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 years. Uh, Christmas Eve. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Christmas Eve. Thanks. All right. For getting hey, it right. I, hey, listen. You got the baby Jesus and baby New Year. I get them conflated because uh-huh. I don't believe in either of them. What is baby New Year? I've never heard of that. You, you never heard of like the old man year and the baby New Year? That's like no. the two symbologies of. Yeah, like at a lot of that's, New Year's parties, they'll have like someone dressed up as an old man that's like the the old no. year dying, and someone dressed up as a baby <laughs> what? that's uh, what there for there for their diaper fetish parties. All right, all right, okay. Well, that makes a lot old of man diaper fetish parties. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like like the, like the old man needs the diapers because of incontinence, or like the old man's just into the diapers. Yes. <laughs> All right. Fair he, he needs it for his incontinence, the fact that he's got a big puffy boner and he needs to hide it, and uh-huh. also because he's constantly just oozing pre-cum, and sure. he needs something to catch that. So yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta yeah, you gotta catch it. Up. That makes sense. yeah, yeah. You gotta gotta whip it out, jerk it out. Oh, like the Caesars. The they, Caesar song, yeah, yeah, the one that that you hear at every fucking grocery store. Oh, and you're like grocery stores, huh? They play it at every grocery store, and you're like, God, I've heard this song on like eighty movies. Um, Jerk and they're out. Yeah, they're, like all the movies were like British movies from the nineties. Yeah, or like, like someone's or like, like snorting a teen movies like that. Yeah. feels like that kind of a song. Someone's either like getting having a party or like doing a line of coke in a bathroom. Yeah. That is a sick organ part, though. I will give oh, yeah, it that. Yeah, yeah. That I, is I a think, sick. Honestly, like, I, think that, song, I think that song's kind of a banger. Like, I, I think it's it, all it, right. it, it, Yeah. Yeah. It, it would actually almost fit in, I think, like Blur's discography pretty well. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Forgotten Library was an interesting one. Yeah. A um, lot of switching between acoustic and electric. Yes. I so, loved it. So it was, it was really, honestly, what. What the entire album was, was a speed metal album with a ton of acoustic interludes. Mm-hmm. That's all the album yeah. is. Seven tracks of just that. Yeah. And it's good. It's good. I liked it. What do you think? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, actually. I, I really like that he's doing more acoustic stuff. I want to see him do a purely acoustic album. I feel yes, like we're going to get of course. One. Like well, I really, I, oh, it's got it's got to happen. It's like There's happen. so many of these fucking albums. Yeah. If he doesn't do it. Like it, it's just not going to make any sense. Like he's got to do it. He has to. Yeah. Right. So I, um, I'm excited for the purely acoustic album. Um, I think that some of the acoustic stuff in here was really, really good. I think the title track, even though it's very simple and it's very short, is probably my favorite song on this record. Um, I liked it a lot. It was just very yeah. melodic and very pretty. 
And I, I like yep. his acoustic stuff actually a lot. Like, no, I think I actually... he has a really good ear for melody. And mm-hmm. when he no. chooses to use that, it, it's pretty great. Yeah, and I actually said the same thing. Forgotten Library was my favorite track on this album. Mm-hmm. And moreover, I think on all three of these albums. And it's only like a minute and a half long, mm-hmm. but it's just acoustic guitar. And that's it. Um, like, it's super close mics. You can actually hear, like, his finger sound mm-hmm. in the mic. And it's like, it, it's... It's almost underproduced, I think, intentionally, and that adds to its beauty. Sure, yeah, I, I would agree yeah, with that. it's really it's great. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the most prog record. That, oh, it's great. So one of my notes says the most prog record so far, but that is not uh, accurate because the next album, I think, is more prog. Um, and I, I actually thought the previous album was a little more prog, too. Like, this, this album's, like, very metal. It, I don't know. It, it reminded me a lot of, like advanced metallica basically I guess. It was, it was like, i don't know i mean the, like the thing is it's not super riffy like there are riffs there are good riffs but it's not super riffy you know mm-hmm. um but that being said like i did like the switching between acoustic and electric i thought that was really fun and different i i really do like that he is exploring new ideas with these records like it, they genuinely do feel like each of these kind of has its own little identity some of them are really similar but when you when we encounter ones like this it's like oh okay like this is genuinely different yeah and i liked that yeah no it was definitely a different album and honestly like um i'd say all three of these albums are are pretty I mean, not markedly different from everything he's done before, but mm-hmm. but I mean, they're all very concentrated album efforts that are different yeah. from all of his other albums Absolutely. he's done so yeah. far, which is I was actually surprised because this is the first time I feel we've gotten three unique albums that actually stand out from any of the other ones, really. Yeah, they were they were definitely different uh, for mm-hmm. sure. I, like, I feel no. So I have a couple notes about some songs here. I, I felt like Faded mm-hmm. from View was not one of my favorite songs that I've heard so yeah. far. I, well, it was I thought it was really too long. long. It was yeah. nine minutes. That was my um, that was my note, just like too long. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the song after that, or I think it's the song after that, or maybe it's a couple songs later, but it's like beginning putrefaction or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like that was just a better take on the same ideas. Like it was like it was very similar, but it was just better. I, mm-hmm. I liked it better. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. a little little bit of inconsistency here and there but overall like a, a really solid and interesting album I, I yeah it. actually you just named my two least favorite songs on the album fader from view and beginning putrefaction uh specifically yeah. because like um you know fader from view was nine minutes long and there was about five or six minutes of solo in it mm-hmm. and then beginning putrefaction was you know over five minutes of soloing in it in like in the six or seven minute song. And so, uh, you know, both of them were just like, eh, totally. this is fine. Um, I like this stuff more where he just did a ton of acoustic work. Um, absolutely. Yeah. And there was a lot of acoustic work in this and it was all very good. Yeah. I liked it quite uh, a lot. Um, and I, I felt like overall this album felt to me like it could have been the soundtrack to an indie video game about an anthropomorphic mouse trying to find its way home from a research laboratory. That's that's um, a little vague. Could you uh, ex- expound on that? No. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
<laughs> I wrote, um, this is an album of like a lot of extremes, like a lot of speed metal, some slam stuff, and a lot of really fucking pretty acoustic parts. Yeah. And in as much, honestly, it would be a good soundtrack to nature. Because nature is beautiful as fuck, yeah. and then it gets real brutal and metal for a bit sometimes. That's true. Yeah. Nature is both of those things. Mm-hmm. It's it's serene much of the time, uh-huh. but then sometimes it just fucks shit up. Yeah. And that's what this album did, and I was like, all right, all right, yeah, cool. Bucket life, if you will. Do you think that um, Bucket Headland has the death penalty? Oh, we we haven't actually talked about Buckethead Land like as a locate. Well, I mean, like first first and foremost, <laughs> is Buckethead Land just named after Buckethead, or is he also the head of state? I don't know. I'm assuming that it's not. It doesn't have anything to do with him. It's just like a place and, where people live. Well, and here here's a thing. Um, and perhaps I should save this for a bucket fact, but this will uh, illuminate more about Illuminati. Buckethead. I think he's um, Illuminati, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Correct. Makes sense. Um, Deep no, uh, so um, he grew up just minutes from Disneyland. Okay. And uh, spent a lot of time in his life at Disneyland. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, Buckethead Land perhaps is a take on that. Could be. It certainly could be. No, but it's, assuming it, 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 look, looking into his connection with. Disneyland, I definitely think it's a take on that. Okay. I definitely think. I don't think there's right. any question. Like, and I'll, I'll bring it up with more bucket facts later because oh, I've stay done. Stay tuned for more bucket yeah. facts. No, I, next time, remind me to talk oh. about Buckethead and Disney. No, I'll remind myself. Yeah, I'll yeah, put yeah, it in my notes. But, but yeah, the, the next bucket fact is going to be about Buckethead and Disney because there's a lot of stuff there. Oh, okay. it's, it's actually pretty interesting. All right. Yeah, let's get greasy on some bucket Disney. <laughs> Mm, Disney buckets, bro. Yeah, here for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Anywho, uh, we listened to another one. We did. Pike number twelve. Yeah. Propeller. Yeah. Uh, so propeller is misspelled here as propeller. Prop. Propeller with propeller with an a r. The e r. Uh-huh. Not sure why. Not sure why. For that's artistic it. sake. Yeah. Uh, so this one was pretty cool. It was yeah, actually, proggy as fuck. I actually really liked this one. It was it was really yeah. proggy. Um, yeah. I feel like the first half was better than the second half, but still, mm-hmm. I did really enjoy it. Like the first, uh, like the first like metal song has like a really cool guitar riff in it. Like there's like mm-hmm. this really fast thing that he does that's like really like weird and cool. I, I really liked it. And then this has one of that has my favorite acoustic moment mm-hmm. of the Pikes so far, uh, which is. Track three, Meeting of the Mummy, which is just yeah. acoustic guitar with a beautiful solo over it. Mm-hmm. It's very tasteful. It's really good. I really liked it. No, Meeting Meeting the Mummy was really great. And I actually took notes on the drums here because the drum uh-huh. samples that he used were super interesting. And I don't know if you noticed, but like uh, the way he programmed the drums and the drum sample he used, like he used a lot of room noise in a super like wet sounding snare like a ton of snare on the snare ton of sizzle on it uh yeah and and actually like Uh so i wrote um like he he programmed and mixed the drums to sound like a country song i think sure yeah 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 it was 
it was it was pretty cool because that's like the first time I've heard him do drums anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it was it was kind of like the whole song was just kind of like a country blues rock song with acoustic guitar, but it was like pretty. And there's a very yeah, pretty it was super pretty. Yeah, yeah, solo to it. I, I mm-hmm. like it very yeah. much, very much, very nice. It was r- real good, real okay. good. Um, after that, the album starts to get and yeah. so so the track directly after that, the poultry show. I don't know if you noticed this. The um the opening riffs sound very similar to Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Sure, I can see that. Yeah. So I will I will say this, uh which sorry, I forgot what the name of that song is. Uh Poultry Show. The Poultry Show. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't like to be negative, but that that is probably my least favorite song of any of the songs I've heard so far. It, it honestly, like, so so the whole song is pretty Guns N' Roses, straight up. Yeah, like the, it's, the it's, groove it's he very, goes into. Like, it's very mm-hmm. blues rock, which is just not something I'm mm-hmm. into. Yeah, which, it isn't bad. It's just like I was like, eh, yeah, it's like it's like a hard blues rock, and it's it's yeah. very like I, I'd recommend going back and listening to it after the suggestion that it's a GNR song because it sounds well, exactly like a fucking GNR song. It's weird. Okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong, and that was something I thought multiple times when I was listening to that song. Like, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. It felt yeah. like, it felt very much like, it reminded me a lot of, of Guns N' Roses. And I was like, that's weird that this reminds me of Guns N' Roses, but it really does. And you're not wrong, so it's actually pretty funny that you bring that up. Mm. Um, yeah, um, that being said, like, then we have our weird, like, Rap experiment. Which uh, is a very long song. Twelve long minutes long. Um, which I actually like. I didn't hate it. It was. It was, it was, it was okay. It was twice as long as it should have been. Straight up. Oh, and sure, like, yeah. uh, it, like about half the way through the song, it it sounds like he just starts playing um, through a, like a swimming pool pedal. It's like <laughs> I love the idea sounds... of a swimming pool pedal. Like <laughs> yeah, it had yeah. like water in it and everything. Like a little tiny. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it just it just sounds like he's playing underwater, and it's like this weird, like muffly. It's it's not good. It, it, I don't like the effects he used on the song so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, the song after that, Dome, the song that it ends on, is pretty cool. Actually, yeah, I, I like I like I like the the ending song. Me too. And uh, for the most part, I feel like Buckethead ends his albums pretty well. I would agree. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. all of the closing songs have been like pretty good. Um, they usually at least elevate themselves from the rest of the album yeah, or like true. end on a better note than the rest of the album. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty good though. Um, this one was pretty proggy in mm-hmm. the sense that it made me think about space a lot. Yeah. Like space was a theme that I felt like I felt like, uh, uh, Maybe like mining asteroids or like escaping from an exploding space freighter, something like that. I don't know. Yeah. What made me think of? Yeah, I could feel that. I could feel that. I actually, I, uh, I, I wrote, um, like I thought this would be really good for like, uh, maybe a space zombie game or space zombie movie. It definitely, definitely had a lot of like sci-fi elements to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Except for, you know, like meeting the mummy and the poultry show were kind of very big outliers, but everything else was like, you know, kind of proggy, metally, death metally, dynamic. Yeah, there were a couple of riffs that mm-hmm. actually, like in the first song, there's a riff that's like, 
a pretty death metal riff. Yeah, I was like, yeah, the, oh, the, that's the a, second riff in that song. Okay. Like, so it starts out with yeah. like a dissonant clean part, and then it goes into like prog death for a minute, and I'm like, hmm, interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'll take it. That was, that was my reaction too. Yeah. Like, oh, all right. That was good though. It was, cool. it was yeah. not not unwelcome. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that was. Uh, you know, this these three albums might have been my favorite set of three so far. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I, I would actually like, probably agree none of that. these were any like none of these were any of my favorite albums. Like probably all three of them would make like the top five so far, though. Yeah, like oh yeah, like, em- Empty Space is still going to be my number one. I really liked Empty Space a lot. Um, but no, these were all good. I, yeah, I, big agree. I liked them, uh, and they set themselves in. They started showing more promise and diversity. Than pretty much all the other albums we listen to, and I'm I think that's pretty pretty neat. I for one welcome our diversity overlords. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. Me uh, too. Here I'm I'm just I just can't wait for that inevitable acoustic album. You know what would be great is uh um speaking um so since his albums are getting more diverse, I'd like him to have an album that's just him teaching diversity training. <laughs> Dude, if there was a spoken word album in this in this mix, like that would be that would be incredible. God, <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would need a diaper because I'd just be like pre coming, like that old man at the party I went to. Um. Uh, we don't need to talk about Joel. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. I'm ready for it. What um what am I what, what are we laying? You're supposed to figure that out. I, that's um, not my job. <laughs> oh, are we are we are we doing recommendations now? Is that... Uh no. Well, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, what you oh. what you got? Recommend me something that I won't check out. <laughs> well, for for um first I'm going to recommend uh me buying a, a chair that doesn't squeak through every fucking episode. Oh, um, nice. yeah. Well, well what yeah. you got for me on that on that front? <laughs> oh, well, so so our our episodes if I kept them all in, would uh, would be entirely my chair squeaking, you going. <coughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Get getting head a squeaky chair and throw clearing podcast. Oh god, uh, <laughs> yeah. There we go. So I I was actually uh, <laughs> I was talking to Gordon about it. Um, Gordon is a uh, a mutual friend of ours, a really good guitarist in a black metal band called. Uh... You <laughs> you can never remember the name. I can never. And I told I told I literally told him this. I'm like I'm never gonna remember your band's name. Yo, I just forgot the name. Like I, 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 I wanted I, to say Elufete, but like, no, that's no, definitely uh, not the band. <laughs> Isonordal. Isonordal is their band name. Sure. I can't believe I remembered that. Um, so Isonordal, they're a is really Isonordal, great. Is it Isonordal? I, I always thought it was. Isonordal. I think it's Isonordal. I don't know. I, okay. it, I'm close enough. All right. All right. <laughs> just give, just let me hear it. Okay. Um, so I was telling him about this, uh, like how I was like doing podcast stuff and he's like, Oh God, that must be miserable. I'm like, no, it's actually pretty fun. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I've been just recording a bunch lately. And, um, we recorded a ton of vocal tracks, but our vocalist, 
just makes so many noises with his throat. And so he like gulps a lot and like breathes really heavy in weird ways. And so what he did is when he was like chopping up the vocal tracks, he took all those out, but just put them all on a separate track. Yes. And so for the entire album, he's got like five or 10 minutes of just like, Uh, wow that was pretty good off the top of your head (laughs) anyways so like i guess i would say recommendations i mean outside of watching beavis and butthead do america which everyone should watch again it's amazing it's so fucking good Mm -hmm. I, i would recommend that i would also i mean this is a pretty this is a pretty basic recommendation but holy shit dude have you watched The Boys? You really gotta watch that. I have not. It's no. So fucking good. Mm-hmm. Watch that. Watch The Boys. Just who? Anybody out there? Watch The Boys. It's mm-hmm. good. It's really good. It's on Amazon Prime. But if you hate Amazon, hey, pirate it. I don't give a fuck. That sounds great. Just watch that show. It's awesome. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Um. So for my recommendation, I'm gonna go ahead with um. A film called Manborg, and it's a Canadian film from uh, one sec here. Manborg. Manborg from 2011. Yeah. Um, okay. it, it's uh, done by a production company uh, known as Astron Six, who I think is defunct at this point, unfortunately. But um, defunct. Maybe they, they took the funk away, right? Uh, they basically made. Um, like an empty space because they took away the funk. Wow. Wow, that's a, that's a deep cut. <laughs> that's a bucket head joke. That's Bucket that's, jokes! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, Manborg, uh, made by this production company called Astron 6, that was like um, kind of a bunch of people who wanted to like almost do tributes to uh, like 80s films and stuff. Okay. And it... It is fucking fantastic. It's one of the, visually one of the weirdest films I've ever seen. Uh, it's poorly written, but in like such a great way. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually very well written, uh, but the acting is terrible in just the right way. It's like a really good modern bad movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I I would I would say it reminded me a lot of like Kung Fury, but it was okay. made before Kung Fury. And it's uh, the oh. production value is so much lower, <laughs> but in just the right way. Nice. Like there's a lot more like claymation and stuff Ooh. like that. And the claymation rules. You love to see claymation. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I love claymation. Especially in 2020 when After Effects mm-hmm. is like so easy. Like when somebody goes to the right? effort of using claymation, you're like, what oh, the God, fuck is I happening love, here? I fucking love practical effects. Like they just look worse, but in a way that's so goddamn charming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I really love them. Better, really love them. Better together. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, Peanut butter yeah. practical effects. Peanut butter practical effects. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. It just came to my brain. I was thinking about peanut butter jelly time, and I, I don't know. You know. Mm. Wait, so peanut butter jelly time, is that from Family Guy, or just Family Guy made a reference to it? I, I actually don't know. So, peanut butter jelly time is by the Buckwheat Boys. It's a it's a song? And they were active from 97 to 2002. 
Okay, so um, that still could have come from yeah, Family Guy. Yeah, it was no, no, it was it was featured on the Proud Family, Family Guy, and um, a Flash animated series, including Mario Brothers Z. Okay, so it's not purely Family Guy that did it, but I think they're the ones who pushed it into the mainstream. Yeah, uh, and they also did a song that got pretty popular and was featured in a Baskin Robbins campaign called Ice Cream and Cake. You know what's better than ice cream and cake, though? Mm-hmm. Ice cream and, like, pretty much anything else. <laughs> like, ice cream and pie, ice cream and, and brownies. The, I don't know. Or, like, yeah, yeah, ice cream, ice cream and, and pie ice, is ice definitely cream. superior. Well, the thing, the, the thing like about cake is, like... Ice cream and a warm cookie? Like, come on. That's better than pie. Than I, it depends. Cake. If it's, like, a fresh molten cake, then we're talking something super different. But, yeah, like, but that's like, cake is always served cold. Yeah, cake is always served, like room temperature or cold and i don't i don't get that like, unless it's an unless it's an ice cream cake ice cream yeah, that, cakes well, rule totally different is it, it here's the thing is it it is <laughs> different it is different is here's it? the thing here's the mm-hmm. thing check this out so like cake has frosting on it frosting does not mix well with with ice cream it doesn't true like, that's it either, true like, that's true it either gets super cold and hard mm-hmm. which isn't great or yeah. it just like gets weird like it doesn't like mix with the ice cream right it's like a separate mm-hmm. thing it's like a separate sweet thing that i don't know are you describing cake or my penis uh definitely i was talking about your penis right then good good okay yeah yeah, yeah for sure thanks for clarifying for our friends at home So I'm, I'm sorry. I need to go back to the Buckwheat Boys real quick. The Bucket Wheat Boys. Yes, the Bucket the Buckethead Wheat Boys. Um, <laughs> That's because... the name of this episode, by the way. <laughs> Buckethead Wheat Boys. Okay. Oh, fine. Um, in 2002, founding member and vocalist Jeremy Fuller, who's the brother-in-law of Snoop Dogg. Oh. Okay. Shot a police officer non-fatally in the head and chest, then barricaded himself in his Las Vegas apartment, taking two men hostage. The hostages escaped unharmed. A recording was played over the phone of Fuller's brother-in-law, Snoop Dogg, attempting to convince him to surrender, but to no avail. After an 11-hour standoff, Fuller was found dead in the apartment's bathroom, holding a handgun in his right hand with a gunshot wound to his right temple. Wow, that fucking rules. Fuller's death directly led to the disbandment of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, okay. Wikipedia. Couldn't tell. Oh, that was a hell Wow, that's, that is a story. That was I wasn't not, expecting that. I was not expecting Wait, that so, when Googling which, which, peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> Wait, so, so which guy was that in the band? The like, vocalist. He, he was the guy peanut butter jelly he, with a baseball bat. The guy who did, yelled that. Did he play... Did he play any instruments, or was he just a vocalist? I don't think so. I think it was just the vocalist. Okay, so not a musician. Vocalists can be musicians too. No. <laughs> if if yeah, if they like know no. notes and if they know notes and things, yeah. Eh. Yeah. 
Um, okay, well, wow. I, I wasn't expecting that. that that's wonderful. No, that was pretty I, fun. I, I want to hear that re- the recording of Snoop Dogg trying to be like, yo, brah, like, right? no, chill that's out. Be... Yeah, because, I mean, Snoop Dogg's, like, super calming and, like, zen, right? Like, Snoop, Truly, Snoop Dogg yeah. is, like, I don't know, even though he's, like, most likely a murderer. Um, <laughs> I find him very zen and, like, Truly. a really likable-seeming fella. Um, even though he probably murdered somebody. But, you know, a lot of us probably murder somebody at some time in our life, right? Vehicular manslaughter is a thing. I mean, vehicular homicide, even. Like, premeditated. <laughs> um, cause, I, mean, I like, love the idea of vehicular homicide. Sorry, we gotta talk about that for a second. I love the idea of, like, premeditated, like, I'm gonna murder this guy with my car. Right? Like, it's like, <laughs> well, I don't have a gun. What do I have that could kill him, though? You're like, a 1990 Honda Civic. Let's fucking go. <laughs> fucking 89 Buick LaSabra. <laughs> the fucking death machine. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. You'd love to see it. Wow, R.I.P. guy whose name I already forgot. Damn, Jerry? Is that his name? Um, I don't know. Oh, are you talking to the, the guy from the band? Yeah. Uh, let me let me look. <laughs> peanut butter peanut butter suicide time. <laughs> peanut butter peanut butter jelly. Peanut butter Jerry time. <laughs> Let's hope his name is Jerry. Uh, I think it was Jerry. That sounds right. Uh, uh, man. Wow. <laughs> you ever just uh non fatally shoot a cop in the head? Not yet. <laughs> I'm open to the possibility. I, mean, like, I, I, th- I think the most disappointing part of that story is like he shot a cop in the head and the chest and he didn't die. I mean, damn. I'm, I mean, disappointing for him. Sure. Yeah, because that was his I goal. Mean, and honestly, for that police officer, because like, damn, those wounds got to be hard to heal from. Right. Like, oh man. Up. Yeah, and like, especially if you have like permanent brain damage from that. Oh man. Yikes. Uh, e- this big, is getting very big, dark. Big yike. Big yike. That's that's all Tremendous I have to say yike. about officer shootings is a big yike. Ooh. <laughs> I like yike. Wait, no. That's not <laughs> the right thing to say. These pills are getting me for my mind and new fucking blood. I pretend to be kind and say they're working. Sometimes I get caught. You know why? But still, I try to play by these rules that I bought into the plan of man. And now I am so fucking damn distraught because, because within the simple nature of our pistol comes a light aside to you and living to reject what is above. All authority, superiority shall humble in the dust. Take a sharpie strike and all our words of God we trust. All authority, superiority shall humble in the dust. Take a sharpie strike and all our words of God we trust. Wait, what's uh, what else going on? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about like working in a morgue and mm-hmm. like looking at all those dongs, like yeah, dead dongs. You see like, a lot of dead that. dongs. Like, like <laughs> do, do, what do what do you like? Do you think that like the dong like stays static once you die, or like does shrinkage still happen when it gets cold and stuff? Like, what, so I don't know. You what happens like- to your dong? Well, I know in rigor mortis, oftentimes like people get like massive fucking boners because really? of like all the gases and stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a th- it's definitely a thing. Like people fart a fuck yeah. ton after they're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're releasing gases and they get uh-huh. big 
fucking monster hogs, dog. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about those dead man boners. Like, I'm thinking uh, about them right now. Like, it's a dead man's boner. We <laughs> <laughs> could ask for more. <laughs> I, I couldn't, personally. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, that's good. Where can I follow you on the internet? <laughs> um. Well, you can you can now follow us, both of oh, us, my and find all of our contact info and all of our social oh, medias. Jesus. And my social security number too. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and and your personal uh, physical no, security no, also. Uh-uh. <laughs> I posted that no. there as well. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your house keys, I posted Fuck. those on the internet. That's why I can't find them. Uh, yeah, I posted all of your equipment for Crass fans to steal for heroin. Okay. Um, good, good to yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, no, uh, you can you can now follow us at gettinhead.biz, baby. Um, aside, aside from that, uh, I'm on most socials at, at the queer goth. How about you? Uh, I'm at New Metal Karate Society on Instagram and Twitter, I guess. Oh, no, no, on Twitter you're at New Me Talks. Okay, yeah, sure, New Me Talks. Yeah, no, I I, I realized that today because it's it's a New Metal KS. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh huh. But it actually spells New Me Talks. Sure. Think about it. I think I about have it. thought that's, about that. That's, no, I get that's a lot of messages from people that are like. I don't understand what your username is or like they, they will they will text me and be like, I thought that your username was something else entirely. And I'm like, OK, did you read it? <laughs> like, Did you look at the page? But yeah. I get it. Also, it's very it's a long string of like letters. It's hard. I don't know. It's too long. I wish I had a simpler username. It's too long. I've, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. It's like a, it's like four pieces of spaghetti taped together. And I'm like, <laughs> like regular spaghetti or thin spaghetti? Uh, Capolini, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, what's the sexiest pasta? <laughs> oh, goo. That's a good question. I mean, it's gnocchi, right? Because the balls, like they're yeah. like they're like testicles. Imagine a ball sack, but it just has gnocchi. <laughs> That's what Italians have for <laughs> testicles. Whoa. Oh, man. Imagine, like, you lost a testicle, and, like, they have, like, they have, like, uh, 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 prosthetic testicles, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, they do, yeah. I think they're made out of wheat? Uh, I think they're made out of the buckwheat boys. <laughs> the, the buckethead wheat boys. <laughs> yeah. Bazinga boys. Bazinga boys. Uh, Damn. You remember? You remember those like bands in like 2005 to 2007, where they were like scene kids that were making like shitty trap mixed with like yeah. Oh, pretty like yeah, yeah. Like and they, I think I think the beginning of that was probably blood on the dance floor. Sure, Those yeah, that type band of was bands. One of and there's another one that was like big broke broke broken side, Hollywood Undead. Yeah. Man, that what what a genre that is. Like Damn. Wow. Scene kid music. Yeah, what I mean like have have you listened to like modern scene kid music? Like this like death trap type stuff going on? 
Oh, okay. So some of that stuff gets posted sometimes in some Facebook groups that I'm in, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, this is this is just scene kid music. <laughs> like that's, that's it's, my it's, first yeah, thought. it's really like, yeah, it's like no, yeah, that's about right. It's very modern scene kid music, but yeah, oh, it's like sure. yeah. a dude screaming like rap about like gory stuff over trap beats, and I'm like, mm-hmm. and then like alt looking women, yeah, you know. Screaming yeah. stuff over trap beats. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. That's that's that stuff. Uh, if if face tattoos were a musical genre, nice, nice. That's that's what that sounds like. Is yeah. is face tat uh, face tattoos on eighteen year olds? That's what all that music sounds like. What what tattoo artist would be like? Yeah, eighteen year old kid. Let's get a face tattoo. God, I don't, I, I don't fucking know, but apparently fucking a ton of them because like all of these fucking kids coming out of the woodwork got tons of face tattoos and i'm like yeah no no that's cool like i'm not hating like face I, tattoos are cool i think face probably tattoos are eventually cool, but like yeah i'll, I don't I'll probably really eventually get a face tattoo yeah but yeah you know, um it's int- i feel like you should have some kind of experience with tattoos well no here's the thing is like tattoos are so much about experience experience and like uh the symbology of life that you want to put on yourself and um oh man that's um, some hipster tattoo nonsense <laughs> eight, 18 year olds are all fucking dumb and inexperienced uh, and uh and so it's like hmm like if i got a face tattoo at 18 compared to now it would just be a very different idea and concept mm-hmm. and like the things i believed at 18 i don't really fucking believe now you know yeah I mean, some of them. Uh, You believe some pretty cool stuff when you're 18. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Pretty cool. (laughs) Yep. Pretty cool. Uh, Yeah. Do you Mm -hmm. think that if you were 18 now, you would also be into that same kind of stuff? That's a good question. I think like, about that how... a lot. Like, and it, like, I don't mean that in a very critical sense. Like, I, I, you know, you know, I, I love you, but like, I, know, I think about that for myself because, like, yeah. like, if I was young now, like, I wonder, I wonder where I would fall on like my perspective on the world. I guess, you know? right? And, but the thing is, like, at that time, uh, the media, the amount of media I was consuming was very different. The type of media oh, I was consuming were very different because, like. Now all I listen to is like podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and back then, all I listened to was AM radio, <laughs> and those are a fucking weirdo. Very... What eighteen-year-old is like? Yeah, fucking AM <laughs> conservative talk radio. Like, that's what I'm Dude, into. Fucking working class eighteen-year-olds in Alaska, dog. I like every like yeah. I was like I was a cable guy driving around in a cable truck all day you know, listening to the radio and like the AM station, you know, because it's long wave, it's like the only one you can pick up fucking everywhere. For sure. And and you know, probably because of that, I just started listening to fucking Mind Poison, like Rush Limbaugh, Michael Savage, Dr. Laura, Sean Hannity, all that fucking garbage. What garbage? Dumbass bullshit. Like, truly like <sighs> Yeah, influential. Unfortunately, Bo- bottom of the fucking barrel garbage. Um, yeah, but it you know it 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 well fucking poisoned my mind. I mean, if you're listening to that shit four to six hours a day, you know you're gonna start believing in it. You think yeah. so? Like I don't know, man. 
I mean, to a certain I mean, it depends. Like, na- yeah. now that I'm super critical <laughs> of that worldview, yeah, but like, I was young and inexperienced and, um, full of, full of, you know, and that, and that, <laughs> young, dumb, yeah, and full ima- of experience. <laughs> Im- imagine <laughs> if I got, if I got a face tattoo. Like the day I turned eighteen, it would probably be of like Michael Savage's face. I was gonna say it was gonna right face. under my eyes and say like Savage Nation or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, amazing, <laughs> amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I already love that. Or I'd get like Rush Limbaugh's golden microphone behind my ear or some bullshit like that. There you go. No, <laughs> there I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You would remain full of that inexperience, I think, for a long time if you had gotten any of those tattoos. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing, is, like, like if you get a face tattoo, like, you are committed to that worldview in a way. And, like, you're, I think, going to intrinsically try to defend that the worldview of whatever that symbology is more so than you would mm-hmm. if you wouldn't have gotten a tattoo. And that's... And so yeah, because, like, a, there's that, like, sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So people that adhere to belief systems i feel like are extra susceptible to sunk cost fallacy mm-hmm. and i know for myself being raised like religious like and seeing that stuff from the inside i saw a lot oh, of people God, that were lifers that's that another podcast uh, that is that is yeah that's a whole <laughs> also thing. also therapy yeah that's what i was gonna say i was like nah that sounds like yeah it's something we, we I actually to talk to we, a mental health professional about <laughs> No, like I, I do need to go to therapy, dude. Yeah. Life is, life is a thing. Yeah, therapies help. I mean, it helps to be able to talk to a person who, you know, doesn't know you, um, yeah. and is there to be like an objective opinion. Because, like, that being said, though, I tried going to therapy before, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was so much smarter than my therapist that I could not take her seriously, and it felt horrible. No, and so that's the thing is like. If you don't immediately jive with your therapist, get a new yeah. one straight up. Yeah. That's it. Like, you know, and if you have decent health insurance, which I'm sure you do, uh, where you yeah, work, yeah, I've got great health. Insurance. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just like, yeah. Like go through therapists until you find one that you're like, Oh, this motherfucker. I want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what that's it's about. Man. Yeah. And then, sure. yeah, it's a good starting point. It's a good farting point. Really? Mm. You know, if you think about it. Uh, I mean, what isn't a good farting point? Uh, at the dentist. No, that's the best time to fart. But, like, they got their their God. mouth in your mouth? or Wait, right. what, what are we talking about? You, you know you know what was super embarrassing? Uh, something I'm going to put on the not recommended list. Is it list boner is... at, the, at the dentist? Is it boner oh, no, at the that's, dentist? That's, that's, that's the sickest shit, especially <laughs> if you're wearing, like, gray sweatpants. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna like have a saying like dick pic, dick pic, 
dick pic, dick pic, dick pic for like two minutes, and that's gonna. That be sounds good. pretty good. Yeah, that's a good yeah. description of what just happened. <laughs> pretty, pretty much um, accurate. Uh, this has been Brit. Hey, and this is Spencer. You're listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. Nah, must stay.